are listening to Chugga Talk with Ryan Murphy, a podcast by Pull Across Made Simple. On this episode of Chucka Talk, you'll meet Sophie and Greg Sargent in Zimbabwe with my very first co-host, Richard Chappell, in Zambia. We discuss their early days in the sport, the pinnacle of Zimbabwean polo cross, how Greg coached the 2007 UK team to second place in the world, stories of folklore, and more. Here on Chucka Talk, the goal is to shrink the polo cross world by connecting people together, and most importantly, to provide education by interviewing players from all over the world. So listen closely and enjoy. I'm so excited to have Sophie and Greg Sargent on the podcast. I'm trying something which might fail completely. We have Richard Chappell on as a co-host. Done a lot of preparing (laughs) for this meeting. (laughs) Yes, we have. We have. I've Googled sports questions. (laughs) (laughs) It looks like you've been Googling. (laughs) It looks like you've been Googling uh, Lord of the Rings questions. So, it's cold here in Zambia. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for being on. Like I said, there's a lot of connections here. Just want to do the intros. I've actually brought some some props because I met Sophie in 1996 on a junior tour. And this was with Tom Simpkins' brother. I went and played cricket. So this is a cricket ball from 1996. And then... You won Craig- or you stole? <laughs> <laughs> I, I stole it and I didn't I did not say that I was on a farm or anything. Zimbabwe. This was made Zimbabwean made. Uh when Craig Myrams, when your buddies were over here a while I'm back. Meg Stanley. Yeah. Well, you might even know who made this. So it's a doorstop. So that's Zimbabwe <laughs> made. The next thing I'm not very happy about. <laughs> but this is a medal from 05. Thanks, Greg, for posting on your Facebook the scores from the UK inbound men's test. <laughs> It <laughs> did not go well. Okay, that's a medal. Greg was the coach of a in- inbound tour. 08, these are Spurs from Texas. There was an oh. in- inbound UK. Richard, what, how did you recognize these? Are I you- do indeed. Um, those are from the president's team that I... What did I do? Oh, I was the tour <laughs> manager. A lot of memories from that tour. Yeah. This is most recent with uh, me and Richard. Uh, I played with Leopards Hill, so I'm pretty proud of that. <laughs> I squeezed into this jersey, and then we got this really cool Zambian maid. <laughs> Richard was sculpted off that. That's <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, it's actually to scale. Uh, yeah, it's not anatomically correct and everything. The roots go way back to... <laughs> Sophie just hit Greg. We have to give a commentary. So it goes way back yeah. to Arden, really. That's when I met Sophie, and I met Greg in 01. I was ignorant, and I, I assumed he was from South Africa, and he said, oh, and you're from Canada. Those were some of the first words we ever said to each other. <laughs> and then, do uh, you want to claim Richard and how you all know him? No. Huh? Oh. No. <laughs> Richard, Rich, tell them how you met me on, that, on my pony Gusty, rearing. Jeepers, do you know what? I actually even put this in my, and I did, this is, is important because this shows that I did prep. So um, I, and one of the things was Gusty. And so I remember Sophie, the first time I met Sophie was with Becky Shearing. They were on their ponies. They were playing for, was it Midlands back then? Blue and yellow, I think it was. Sophie had her Lego haircut, which... <laughs> <laughs> to the, uh, centaur. No, it was before Centaur. She let, it was cool. had it that was haircut cool. that 
she was, you must have been about 12 or 13. And I think um, your mother still cut your hair at that point. It was rather weird. <laughs> um, you had that horse, Gussie. And you said, look at my pony. Look at my pony. It can do tricks. And this, this uh, strawberry roan little 13-2, I think uh, she was, would do this little, or he did, was this little rear. And it was the cutest thing. Really cute. <laughs> And we never I spoke again for a while. I think it was a couple of years until we spoke again. <laughs> we were in the same yeah, team. I remember, Rich, I was I remember about 12 when we won national. Ooh. Oh, jeepers, was it? Yeah. Oh, the 1996. <laughs> yeah. No, but Ryan, this is a very important national, this one, because uh, <laughs> we actually we got through uh, to the final of the nationals and we won in 1996. God, I feel old now. And then uh, we won the final. <laughs> Three, two. <laughs> <laughs> that was a nail biter. <laughs> yeah, dude, I remember it really well. We played against the Gandhi girls and um, what was her name? Alex. I remember it very well. It was very funny. Yeah. So that was actually my second season of, second or third season of Paracos. I ended up playing with Dave and Rob Jenks. Yeah. Who's the one who scored this goal? Uh, Rob. Uh, Rob Jenks. So, yeah. yeah, Rob yeah. Dings. Yep, I know him. Yeah, He's famous. Got the semi-final was very tense too. Uh, that was six all. Uh, that was against Chris Day. <laughs> <laughs> Hell of so, a nationals. Hell of a nationals. Recorded, so, <laughs> <laughs> Gregory. The South African junior team was over there for a test match the same time we were over there for a social tour back in 96. Were you playing in that, Sophie, the junior? No, I think that was my brother, Matt. Okay. It? When did you start Pull Across, Greg? Oh, jeepers. It was like in the black and white day. Uh, <laughs> like uh, where TVs were... 1804. Ryan, <laughs> 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 you started in 89. I, just, I, did, I think I probably started in about 85. Maybe 84. <laughs> <laughs> you were three. Let's get back to, get back to when I met Richard. Okay. Yes, <laughs> yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, do you know, I remember thinking, Richard. So oh, dear. Right now. Can I tell you, right? Yep. Okay. I had arrived in England in 2000. I was, I'd been Wait, on... Wait, is, is this a Zim family friendly story? Because I'd been on Greg has the floor. I'd been in Australia on tours and that, and I get to England, and there's, I mean, this. Uh, Richard Chapel and Rob Jenkinson, and we had the Lotters Farm. And these two have got their sticks, and they're doing stick work. And I, the stick work these guys were doing, I was like, I have never seen this stuff. Like they were like amazing. I was like, who are these guys? I was like, I've come to a new country. I am gonna get flogged. And I was like, I'm gonna watch them. So the next tournament, I went to the tournament to watch these guys. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, Richard's <laughs> the, the stick work was amazing. <laughs> he did, he did, he did, in C division, not B division, and he had such a tantrum that he never actually played. He refused to. Be uh, we lost, we lost though, and I refused to play with him again that season. So why was there a tantrum, Richard? Because he. It's a good question, Ryan. Uh, thank you for the floor. <laughs> Uh, the tantrum was because uh, there was a lot of politics in Polacross at the time. The handicapping system. The handicapping system. The handicapping system had just come out, and uh, I feel 
as though due to my family connections that my, I was under handicapped, which was obviously proven uh, we should have been playing in the B grade. Uh, Sophie and Rob were handicapped as threes. I was handicapped as a two. And yet I was the gel that held this team together. Um, and for some reason, when we were dropped to C grade, where we shouldn't have been, did we come so I think we lost. We came, I think we came third or fourth in C grade. We lost C grade. Yeah. All right. As I was telling you, that was my first weekend in English Polygross, meeting Richard. Oh. Um, yeah. So he, he made an impression. He made an impression. Last year, last year I was MC at his wedding. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't yeah. want to bring that up. <laughs> at their second wedding. <laughs> I want to talk about the chicken, uh, the chicken shed. This or the, I don't know, is it the chicken shed? The clubhouse. Clubhouse, but no, I think it's been called other things, right? Yeah, I think, I think now it's a bit fancier than when you went there. Right. I knew it under a different name. I called it the den of despair. Uh, chicken shed sticks as well. When did, when did, when was that inaugural Thursday night party at Midland? Um, when was the very first one? Can you guys think back to that? I can't remember the last one. Probably need to talk to Matt Lauder about that. Yeah. And by the way, have you, um, Matt uh, <laughs> Lauder clothing? Just in case. <laughs> is he, is he back in the UK for the, for the season? He's just got back. So I'm okay. Awesome. But whether the season. No, I don't yeah. know. I was definitely a kid trying to steal drinks at that time from behind the bar. So that was like last week, so <laughs> that's a good point. That's a very good point. <laughs> so you know um, it's a it's a genius concept because it's a Thursday night party. Because you're you play on the weekend, maybe you don't drink as much. So they do a camp for which was always quite good because then you got paid during the week and then on Thursday you could drink your money. This was when you got older. You were hosting though, so <laughs> You didn't have to pay, no. did you? No, I didn't pay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you were in the UK quite a bit. Yeah, didn't you? Right? Didn't you get kicked out of the UK round one? Well, okay, so I was gonna come. <laughs> I was gonna come play for the summer in two thousand three. Or no, Lizzie, right? Roberts, she picked me up from the airport. I stayed at Simon's place, but I thought because it's an internship for school, I read that I didn't need a work permit. But I was wrong. So I get there and they say, I'm sorry, you need a work permit, which was, you know, my mistake. So they let me stay for a couple of days and they sent me home. So I didn't get to spend the summer because my whole life trajectory would have been so different. Maybe I would have brought a UK player over here and, and improved the sport or something like you guys tend to do with all your traveling and stuff. No. So, yeah, I did get kicked out. It's on my passport. I get I got the whole X. So that's that's pretty unique. That's uh, I, I, brave. The brave part of that story is getting in a car with Lizzie. I always yes. laugh because it was funny when Lizzie used to drive. It was like the car was driving itself because you'd never <laughs> see her behind the wheel. <laughs> 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 Cheers yeah, to Lizzie. Eagle. We love we love Lizzie. Cheers, Lizzie. Yeah. Remember when you got kicked out of that tournament for letting the dog drive the car? <laughs> <laughs> uh, this isn't about me. I'm a co-host. You know? <laughs> it's all it's all about you. Yeah, I remember it well. <clears throat> now we know how everyone knows everyone. So that's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> well, I, I haven't I haven't said how I remember Greg. How I remember first meeting Greg. I think that's quite an important story. Oh, you actually remember? 
Oh, let's hear it. I remember we were drinking at Jason Burbage's house when he lived at the Mitchell Davies place. To be- <laughs> no, no, no. I don't remember that anything like that. What I remember is is waking up and Greg being naked, and 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 so was Rob, and so were a few other people. I remember carrying on the sofa, thinking I was having a nightmare. <laughs> That's how I remember meeting Craig. <laughs> do you think Ryan is thinking right now, do not uh, interview Africans on uh, Zoom after hours? Because <laughs> yeah, <I'm laughs> they've all finished work, middle of the week, and it's, we have stresses in our life. Guys, I'm homeschooling. <laughs> oh, you no. Don't. Yeah. How's Greg I doing can... on the test? Yeah, yeah, he's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Greg, why don't you talk about growing up playing polo cross in Zimbabwe? What was it like? I was privileged to be in Zimbabwe playing polo cross. Because Zim polo cross back in those days, you had maybe six, seven hundred players at a, a going, to, some, going to tournaments at a prime. Like Easter tournament was the pinnacle of it, where they had six polo cross fields going and just they sometimes they had to start on a friday just to get them done by the for the whole weekend and you get a division there they would at the later stages they'd have to separate upper a and lower a because of the quality of it and you would get six teams six by six in in the top division and and the, the games were close so i was privileged to to sort of start my career in that and my first ever first ever one was I, I played with my dad and his best friend in the finals at an Easter tournament um, I was 14 um, so and that and we played again I remember I think Henry Harris played in our team with Ted Wilmot and Kane Matthews it was it was awesome and we played against a team called Karoi who were the best the Johnsons they were amazing so yeah to do that at that age and then go on from there when did Zimbabwe and polo cross start I mean to have 700 players at that time I mean when did, when did it actually get to the country Jesus uh, that's a it's, yeah, no, we do. Yeah, we do. It, look, it, it did start a long time before that, but the the Aussies, yeah, they did wear pajamas, but the Aussies really. <laughs> there was an Aussies tour early, like in the eighties, and they yeah, no, that's Daryl Smith and them. They came out in the eighties before, but. The, the last time Daryl and them came out was 92, and that's when Zim was on, announced themselves on the scene, that they were sort of there. Daryl Smith uh, is quite, quite a name quite drop. A, oh, no, there's Darryl a lot Smith of name drops, though, though. If you, if you think about all those names that are coming out of there, it's incredible. Yeah. I'm asking you a serious question now. Obviously, Zimbabwe's had a lot of unrest and everything. I'm sure it gets, it's been a rough history. Has that ever uh, shut the sport down? For a season? Oh, no. a, se- a season or a decade. Oh, okay. With <laughs> COVID, is there any time? When you, when you say it shut down, with, with Zim and the, the unrest, if Zim hadn't, it would be amazing to see uh, where they would be. If, if first, the uh, obviously, the Mugabe thing and that, if that didn't happen, where they would be now? Because the first unofficial... World Cup, so to speak. Some people say it was quadrangular in 1997. Some people say it was a World Cup that Zim won when Australia, New Zealand, South Africa, and Zimbabwe played. The first time they'd all gone, Zim won that in 1997. But in I remember just, that I was there. Yes, just after that, the farm invasions happened, 
and everybody left. Um, well, you know, people started going, and Zim has never been able to quite get back there because of the players that have gone. But over the last few World Cups, look how many Zims or ex-Zims have been in, in other countries. The next World Cup, two, the 2003 World Cup, you had Kane Matthews playing for New Zealand. Then, mm -hmm. then you had Gavin Crocker play for South Africa. So it, it just it went on. Jason Burbridge, England. So it would be... That's right. Yeah. And then later on, <laughs> they went to Zambia or whatever. But it's not that, yeah. When you ask the question. similar, they've spread their wings out there. Yes. Yeah, they have. And, yeah. and yes, as soon as uh, uh, England went to uh, Labour, Sophie moved out to Zim. <laughs> I remember I met Craig Myrams 2000 or something when he came over to Texas and probably a year later he sent an email he said I have five minutes they're trying to find me I, I cannot I don't have long to send this email it was crazy I can't even imagine what it, what it was like over there I, I meant the end, well, there's still some they say some we, stuff is still happening every now and then when you talk about Zimpelacross and that, one of the greatest things I remember growing up was New Zealand coming out in 1989. I, I remember that. I, yes. I, I, was, I didn't play. No, no, I was a kid. But I remember there was players, my favorite player, David Bolstead, he was there. And, but there was still Russell Ty, uh, Shane, Shane, Shane Hill, Yep. Uh, Gary Mal Gary Malcolm, he's one of my favorites. He, they were all there, and that was 1989. We had, when I moved back to Zim after England, we had our first uh, New Zealand inbound tour, what was it, two a Barbarians tour in 2017, 2016. I was there. That's <laughs> you were everywhere. Okay, we know that. Jeez. Right. Right. Syphilis. <laughs> to get New Zealand back into yeah. the country. Yeah, oh, that's phenomenal. I can't imagine, I mean, 700 play go players. Go ahead. We don't have many players, though. It's very, very small. Well, we're, we're down to about 280. We're at a, we're at a low point. So we're like at 80. <laughs> what, yeah. was the, what was America's high point, though? What was their biggest figures? Oh, I'd probably say 450, something like that. It, it's never been huge. But is it so yeah. hard they're so spread over? Yeah, we're, we're spread out and eight to 10 hours to drive to a tournament. Pole across in the U.S. started, I interviewed Billy Shuttles. It was like, it was a wild west, just a bunch of cowboys, right? That was like Phoenix, California. And then it moved across the country. It was in, uh, it's in Colorado. And then it got to Texas. And then it came to the East Coast and it grew through Pony Club. So that's English riding, you know, totally different group kids that came up and it exploded on the East Coast. Half of the players were from the East Coast in the 2000, early 2000s. And then they grew up, you know, we're not getting new players from Pony Club. So we're back in sort of a low point. It is the distance that, that we have to travel. It's hard to put one thing on it, but yeah, it's very hard to grow the sport. Going through it now, yeah. even here in Zambia. It, it, yeah, Zambia, we're, we're hit, we hit about, I think we probably peaked at about 60 or 70. Odd. You know what happens is, is it's generally it starts off with parents funding kids. Those kids then go to university and it's those kids are the players and they end up and the numbers drop and so on and so forth. And they come back from university, they've got to start their own career so they can't get into it. And it takes time. And it happened a lot in the UK as well. The UK started to build, uh, rebuild at one point when those guys had got their careers and they wanted to come back and they could afford to pay Pan across off uh, their own wallets. So that's kind of a big you know, thing for it. And it was also. Parents, no, 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 no. <laughs> rich parents. Rich parents. It just didn't do well enough for us to just play Pan across and just have fun. Like, we no, we played too much. 
no, we played too much product cross, we became dumb, and then we couldn't afford to play because we couldn't get a job. <laughs> I don't know if we became dumb, Richard. <laughs> Is that, no, that not be, me. I'm doing that's, well for myself. That's because your bosses can uh, Google pictures of you from a long time ago, and they, they won't hire you. Somehow, <laughs> somehow uh, Burbage did. You have a job, Richard. Jeepers. Yeah, yeah. Burbage, Burbage is tough. That man is Teflon. He gets away with everything. I mean, the stuff he used to do at parties and he never got photographed doing it. I probably misbehaved once or twice at a Panacross tournament and there's pictures everywhere. And <laughs> <laughs> it's because you Pit took Russell. the pictures of yourself. <laughs> no, that is a, that's not true. Don't believe what you read on Facebook. It's, uh, that's uh, what? Oh, oh, so Jenny's video is fake news? From, <laughs> Crikey, which video is that now? From your anniversary. <laughs> from your anniversary. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You can do that with anybody's face these days. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd like to talk about the international influence in the UK. I feel like it's, it's such an advantage um, that you guys had a lot of that going on back in the day. So in the, those, back in those days, I remember like Keith Mason, James Hackley. Oh, Kiki. Yeah. Um, was that like, was Griffin was, Burbage. Griffin, Dale Scott. Yeah, was it? yeah. There was like mine, a mine lot was, of... Mine was, yeah, mine was Griffin Burbage mainly because... He was incredible with the women, and Rob and I learned a lot from him. Uh, <laughs> 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 the number of times, the number of times Rob and I <laughs> were walking around at Panacross tournaments trying to fake a Zimbabwean accent. To this day, I cannot do a Zimbabwean accent, and Rob yeah. even worse because he's a brummy. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, yeah. Griffin Burbage, legend. <laughs> You're really pretty, yeah. Well, on a serious note, uh, I tell you, he was good. Was Shannon, Shannon Burbage. That guy was. Uh, he didn't play for um, very long. Do you remember the like, Jerry? Know. Jerry, what was that guy Jerry called? And they made that Biv. Biv had that whole team. Of oh, players. that Gunton team. Yeah, it was yeah. all international players. It was a game changer. Yeah, I remember it. I can't yeah, remember who was in it. Shark. Well, and then a couple. Jacques of Westfeld. A couple of them married into the UK. I'm sure that helped the sport a little bit. Jason Webb. Yeah. Um, who helped. else was there? It didn't help Murray and Greg mang me. I left. No. <laughs> so, Greg, Greg, has anyone compared you to Meghan uh, Markle because you took royalty out of the UK? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, I don't know. I think I left on uh, all right note. <laughs> Greg was the royalty. Oh. <laughs> Great, great trip them to number second in the world. I broke my wrist. I didn't do anything. 2007 World Cup. I've got that in my notes. I've got a cool scar. Yeah, interesting ah. trivia quiz. Which player went to the World Cup and never played because they broke their wrist? Sophie Lotta, carry on. Who took, two took a sabbatical from work to train for three months to not play the World Cup. That would be me. <laughs> yeah. You know, you, Ryan, you've, Ryan, you've compared Greg, actually, to Meghan Markle, uh, which I like. However, they were actually, Sophie and Greg, while in the UK, they were, they were actually known as the Beckhams uh, of Prado Cross. Uh, <laughs> Tell me about that. What was that yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's right. Yeah, no, there was yellow glass discovery. <laughs> yeah, there was the there was the fashionable one, uh, you know, and you know everything, everything was fashion, 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 and there was obviously the sporty one. Uh, the fashion one was Greg, the sporty one. <laughs> <laughs> 
We were amazed when Greg came to the UK. I mean, he only ever wore, a, in the summer, he wore a t-shirt, he'd wear board shorts, and he'd wear flip-flops, and they all had to have a matching colour. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everything matches now, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so it's not colorblind, is what you're saying. That's why it matches. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> We've never worked it out. We've never worked it out. No. So, so if there was one World Cup you did not play in. Is that right? Two. No. Two. Which yeah. one? Which one? So I, the one oh, I broke my wrist. Yeah. And then okay. the oh, and the one in February, two thousand fifteen. No, I played two thousand three. I played. I played. Canada was my main game. Don't you know? <laughs> and I want you to know, uh, while you were second in the world in 2007, we almost lost to Canada. So that was the very bottom of our sport. Well, don't um, worry, 2003, Canada was, I got to my game. So, <laughs> yeah. I feel your pain. That was an amazing World Cup. <laughs> Didn't 2003 was an incredible World Cup. I, rem I remember 2003 uh, in Australia at Warwick. It was the first time I saw Polo Cross Under Lights. Bloody amazing. What else was interesting about that 2003 World Cup was as well was uh, the UK team. That was a, supposed to be our gun team, wasn't it? We came seventh. No offense, Soph. I know you weren't. Yeah, I, I, I had a similar thing happen recently. <laughs> <laughs> there was a World Cup recently. Ooh, tell That's us. <laughs> my first, I think it may have been my first and my last one. Mike didn't say. No. No. So if you're a legend, um, I'm a I'm a left-hander. So if, do you prefer the three? Because I prefer the three. I always did. No, I do. But I've been I've played a lot of one. I've been put as one. When I should... you say it's all about horses, it's Sophie will if the best horse is playing three. <laughs> it's going to be. If the best horse is a three horse, she'll play that horse. If the best horse is one horse, she'll play one. <laughs> <laughs> this is what it's to be. You can rename this podcast How to Get to the Top End of Panacross. Yeah. All See I other people's phoning. I can't play two, and I've been told by many people to not bother because I'm so fat. Mm. I just canter around going, What do I do? Is left handedness cheating? because I've had an advantage my whole life being left-handed, but I found out recently that in Africa, there's a ton of left-hand, so it's not really cheating anymore. Oh yeah, we've got a whole... Left-hander. It's like the most coolest thing, I love it. No, when you bring as a left-hander to hit, yeah. like a, how a right, it's the coolest thing ever. I get so excited. And you don't do the stupid <laughs> No, I always, I'd, have, I'd fake a swing forward, they'd bring the racket back and I'd hit it back and it'd be like a 10 yard throw to myself. I'd hit out of the racket and it would just lob <laughs> forward. That, that's that's coord, something I was not blessed with. I just had this. <laughs> the chicken arm. What about um, you? What I, about, go ahead, Greg. I think in the earlier days, playing against a left-hander was unorthodox. But whenever I played three against a left-hander, I liked it because you were, you were even. It was straight. Yeah. You're always on your good side. You're, you're, you're both six in, six out. So it was an even game. So I actually preferred playing even against even, even on the other side. So lefties, well, yeah, were a treat. It's quite, it's, every time it's cheating is when people don't realize you're left handed. Well, that's and most then they people. Try and, you, and then they go, <laughs> Yes, it is. <laughs> that whole tour of you coming into Zambia Ryan. To this day, I, I think this is the first time I'm finding out you're a lefty and I played against you for three tests. <laughs> 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 he looks left-handed as well. Wait. Like, or like, he, he looks 
left-handed. Yeah, you've got huh? no, like some left-handed people don't look that left-handed. Like Ords doesn't look left-handed, but Ryan looks really left-handed. I don't know what that means. It's just some people look more left-handed. <laughs> I, I know what you mean. You, um, I, don't, I don't. I don't. I think we need to expand on this. <laughs> Have you watched the, Ma the Matrix in slow motion? Yes. Or fast forward. Okay, there's different speeds of the Matrix. Right. That's how left-handers go. They're awkward, and they like yeah. It's just. How do they move like that? That's uh, <laughs> unlike in polo, like Matt Lauder polo, they let left-handers play polo cross, right? Yes. <laughs> Matt Lauder polo. I was the coach for Harvard polo for a couple of years, and so I had to learn. Oh, name dropping. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I was, okay, I was the assistant coach slash groom. Very <laughs> Harvard polo. Yes. Don't and, you I, know. and I still uh, he's can't, it down now. I still it can't down. hit polo ball with my right hand very well. So it's uh, it's a big disadvantage. Yeah. But are you back in Telecross now? Yeah. I took a six year break after you. I don't know what you did to me. Uh, well, we won't talk about it. I came back in 18. So I, I took a break in 12, came back in 18. So you can have credit for that. I'll take it. <laughs> No, and, I, and I'm, pl I'm playing, but I don't have a club. I'm in the middle of nowhere, trying to get going again. We'll come and play you, Ryan. Yeah, invite us over. Yeah. All Just we, we, we'll, bring a, we'll bring a Zim team over. We wanted Zim to come out here. We wanted, wanted in fact, we wanted, we're actually living in Madagascar. <laughs> No, we, uh, we're doing a lot more of that now. A lot of our top players have multiple horses, and it's a lot easier to do than it was a few years ago. We're open to that. We want that as much as possible. It's too late for the U.S. to take back the overarm. We're stuck with it. So we might as well play against you and try to get better at it. I'm pretty good at it, though, now. You also, yeah. you must try and perfect it. Because if your game, I don't know, there's too many teams around the world trying to... Oh, we need to play like the Cyrenians. Or be like your yeah. own person. Be your own person. Well, we're we're a hybrid. We're like the UK. I'd say the UK is more African, but we're a hybrid. We're 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 in this awkward stage. We're like it's like we don't know what we are right now. It's what we were doing in two thousand and five, two thousand and six, and we were saying the same things. Yes. We are hybrid. We can do all styles. Well, that, that's exactly what we're doing. And I had a really good World Cup just to let you know on that trip. <laughs> Probably way more fun than anyone else. Yeah. Really fun. <laughs> Let's get back onto Richard. Yeah. Wait, I want to ask. Umpiring career. I want to ask Brian a question. Brian, your 2011 World Cup, when you uh, you guys did so well there like you just you came forth everything oh, yeah. like what was your highlight from that world cup for to jump from you just came seventh the one before and then suddenly you the one before that just came seventh then they came well, well, let me just say that at that time, I don't know if it was that rainstorm in that first game against the UK. We're very close with the UK and Ireland. We barely beat the UK and we barely beat Ireland. So that jumped us into the top four. And then in the Australian game, and I'm underplaying this, but in the Australian game, I almost cried because they whooped us for third, right? So we were, we were, we were in the middle of the pack but we were not in the top four level. What I can say is that Jane Cooper was our coach and she taught a lot of toughness. She was just a phenomenal coach. So I think that had a huge impact on it. It was tough playing there though, that weather, like that different fields. Well, you're from like, the UK. I well, mean, I felt like, I know, but I, that was tough. Like, I, yeah, it was yeah. scary. It's well, that, scary, like you know, you're gonna slip all the time. And you know, the field was full of cracks and. Yeah, and like, and then it's hard and then it, yeah. And then that that was that was 
But don't you think that's well, you, you were still in UK for that for that one, safe, right? No, I played for. I just moved to them. I played for them then. Oh, that's why we. Uh, that's why we beat them. Okay, I get it. <laughs> All right, so problem solved. Was the time I, came, I came second that time. That was. Uh, okay. That was, a, that was a good year. Yeah. Go ahead, Greg. It looks like you had a question. Yeah. No, no, but that um doesn't that uh, show something like how you guys are saying with the lead up to a World Cup, like some countries practice this style or this this is how we're going to play at the World Cup, and then you get to the World Cup and it's yeah. the conditions are, are crap or it's rainy, it's sunny, the horses are rubbish. So you some some countries practice one style the whole way through leading up and when they get there they don't know uh, what adjust. yeah how to adjust and do it that's what we were talking about earlier about uh you said we're gonna practice overarm and try and get better if you can do if you can do all of it play play the long game play the short game play the game where you're in a pass to your one and yeah well that's interesting greg because like you've obviously you're, you're quite well known as a as a coach as well Greg, is that something uh, you would preach when when you are? You know you are. Don't you cheeky? Um, yeah, remember two thousand five when you whooped our ass and then you posted on Facebook recently. Recently, I've been, 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 been on Facebook since seventies. What? <laughs> you posted the scores. Why did you post the scores? All right, continue. Uh, so continue, Richard. We do want to hear about Greg the coach. <laughs> yeah, we do want to hear about Greg the coach because you have you've got a good track record, Greg. What what would you say was your best memory as a coach? Because you, you ended up coaching in the UK quite a bit, didn't you? I never liked coaching clubs or teams. I like I like coaching international things, teams. And coaching in the UK it was actually what yeah made me actually like it. But it started further back in Australia, in the yeah like ninety nine. Yeah, coach, and I was, I ended up coaching a WA team, a under 21s WA team, but I was the same age as them. And yeah, it was actually Bev Hughes that said, hey, Greg, you can co coach these guys and tell it. And I coached the under 21 team to a, to a national, Australia Nationals, which, which was pretty cool being a foreigner, um, which didn't really happen. Yeah. So it kind of maybe started there, but then going to England and you, you know you're quiet and that it's also the players you surround yourself with. Like, okay, we did very well in the 2007 World Cup, but the players we had around us, you, you had Jason Burbridge, Guy Robertson, uh, oh, Guy Robertson, yeah, Guy Robertson. He like that. How that for him to stop playing? He was yeah, he was good. Martin, that was that was a King, shock, wasn't it? Ah, was oh, Shelly King, yeah. yeah. And there's still even that Debbie Harris. She was there. She's still playing. She's still now in every World Cup. And she, yeah. She, uh, so, I got in South Africa last year. She I mean, won the best lady player. And I don't really remember too much. Did you fall off your horse? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, so Greg, can you pick a, sort of a theme of what a lot of the things that those players had that made them so good? Every, everything, I, I remember specifically everything we worked on was not for them to look and 
think, oh, what is the coach going to tell me what to do? It was to get the player to make the call on the field. If things changed or whatever happened in the game, they were the ones that had to make it uh, happen on the field. We had too many leaders. Like I remember at that stage, and I'm sorry if they listened, but like there was like Jason Burbridge, Hamish Michael, Martin Brooks, and uh, um, Guy Robertson. You wouldn't actually put them in a group socially together, but you and you would think because they're quite big characters. But on a field, like how they gel together, and it's you look at it now how it's happened with even Africans, It's progressed to a different level. We look, the, it's the players now are phenomenal com compared to how we were. But that was maybe a start of something else, and we were having to compete with Australia, who had six, seven thousand players. And England at that time, what did they have? 100, 200, or two, 240, 240. It was a very, in England, English time, it was, it was awesome. I, I look back on that as, yeah, it was, it was awesome time in our lives. Right. It was a hell of a golden era back then, actually, I have to say. I remember all those guys that used to play, used to actually, playing against them. It's actually useless. I remember... I never even thought about coaching the English team. And they had just come seventh at the 2003 World Cup. About mm. six months later, Sophie and I were in Thailand on the beach and I got a WhatsApp mail or what it might have been a, a fax back in the <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jason Burbridge saying, Would you coach the English men's team? And Sophie and I were we're like, Oh, it's happy hour here in Thailand, let's send a fax back. Yes. <laughs> so what was it? So was that your favourite? No, I think, I think, on, I think on the coaching... That was your funnest? No, the funnest was... Yeah, it started from there. We, uh, we were lucky enough to start in 2004 and build for, for three years up to that 2007 World Cup. And I had the same team and I went... And then going into the World Cup, everything planned. Like, you're... You, yeah. you, you don't have that. Good management. You don't have it in a in a team often where you set a game plan out and you said this horse is going to play in the first chucker and we only we're going to have it in the last chucker. Like I think that's happening more and more now. It is, a, but, but like that World Cup, we had a horse that went out. It didn't play for two games. We played it. We played it in the first game in the semi final, right. but we we only just got past America in, in, in the pool game. Right. Uh, so it was, there was also the tactical side of putting your bad horses out against Australia and that, which is, because yeah, you know you're not going to beat them. Right. Uh, so that's coming from a, like a minnows sort of thing. Absolutely, but that's been the underdog's advantage there. Yeah. So as far as with management of the horses, I do remember this, I think, in the 03 World Cup, where the Africans were riding the Aussie horses. And I feel like they may have mismanaged the horses in a way. Maybe they, they didn't have them at the end. I don't know. Do you remember that? There, were, there seemed to be some horse problem for oh, I, at I least the South African team. Was that right? Team I, don't know, I don't know. I was reserved for that team. So. <laughs> no, but I feel so obviously Polo Cross has changed over time, but I feel like the management of the horses has changed as well. No, definitely the management on the African side has looked into a lot more because now people understand horses a lot more. Right. 
Well, it has to be, isn't it? I mean, you look at this last World Cup, Zambia's, Zambia went in quite highly seeded in, the, in, in this last World Cup, didn't they? And yet, they probably should have second at the last one, so that makes it quite hard. I know how seeding works, Sophie. Is that how, is, is that how it works? <laughs> we have sports questions okay. later. Okay, continue. <laughs> I'll do it. It's fine. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I think that was one of, the, one of the things that I can say this because he hasn't come home. Apparently, he's out drinking. The issue with Zambia was is that they went through horses and, uh, quite quickly. I don't know whether it was the pool they had. You never really know what it is. But you look at what Australia does to a horse ball, how they play their horses. There's all sorts of rumors that fly around it. But they, they manage horses well. To be fair, South Africa also managed their horses well. This last World Cup, I still can't get my head around it, to be fair. Um, um, and I was, I was umpiring the final. Have we mentioned that? I umpired oh, the I remember final. that. Yeah, you're famous. <laughs> you're famous. Yeah, yeah. How many times really? did you blow the whistle? Didn't you umpire the 2015 uh, World Cup final as well? No, 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 because Zambia was in the final. See, uh, yeah, no. Uh, yes, Sophie, nice watch. Yes, I see your watch. I didn't get a watch. Can uh, we mention that on the podcast? I got a tray. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, so um, can we do some, some commentary? What happened between 2017 when um, South Africa beat the Australians, right? Over there at work in a test? Greg wants there. Yeah, this is Greg's no, okay. No, okay, no, what... what <laughs> What happened uh, between 2017 well, was, and, the, and the World Cup? Because South well, that was men's, beat them. men's team versus right. and women's team, wasn't it? Right. No, so yeah. the men. Was, yeah. Yep. There were, there were men. <laughs> well, and I don't. I don't know if it makes a difference. Um, they play, like like Greg said. People sort of play their own style, but I know that like Jimmy Grills and Lance Anderson, they had spent time playing in the Land Rover. Tournament. But then, like, if you see Jimmy play now, like, he's a he naturally throws it overhand. There was right. many years ago, chaps you'll remember in England, who was it? Jamie was it Jamie Grimmond? Yeah, yeah. And he he had to do it. So it, the overhand can save your horse a bit if you don't have a oh, good yeah. horse. And he did it. But now Jimmy is doing it, and is is as natural as. But, as any South African. So now it's becoming part of their... I remember that the Australians got really beat uh, in the lineup against South Africa in 2011. And uh, that was a big big part of it. They weren't getting as much ball. But obviously that's, that's changed. They went out of bat. Yeah. But, but I, think, I think Australia has been... Yeah, I don't think they've consciously actually done it. It's been some of their players have just gone on with uh, people in... Just like their mates in South Africa have gone there. Now they've gone out there and played Polacross there. And they've played that style and that intensity. And you mentioned that, what's it, 2017? No, when, when, when South Africa went out to Australia and beat them, which is the first 2017. Yeah. Which is... Were you there, yeah, Richard? Like, that, that, <laughs> I wasn't. I bloody wasn't. Uh. <laughs> but... but that day was, actually, truthfully, I should have actually been there because I was president of Zim Polacross then and there was a meeting. I was like, damn it, because that Polacross was amazing. That men's games that you've seen was amazing. And I actually think that that's one of the reasons why Australia won the World Cup because of that 2017. Yeah. They saw the intensity in that that those South Africans had, and they were like, "Damn, we—they needed—they had to raise their game." 
Right. And I not just rely on the ladies like they have done. Ooh, that's a, that's a, that's a, yeah, you might want to edit that one. <laughs> no, no. I feel like Richard had something to say. Richard had commentary. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think one of the other things is as well, I think that South Africa, they're not masters of their own disaster. Those the South Africans have furthered the sport in a big way, you know, especially you're talking about the Land Rover, the, the high goal open. But what that does allow is an insight, like you, Greg, you've just said, it does allow an insight into the South African game. So there isn't do you, do many... Do you remember Paulo Barrow? Paulo Barrow. Come on, So Ryan, Paulo was in the first World Cup. Oh, yeah. Paulo was in the, in, the, in the first unofficial World Cup, 1997. Oh, I remember. And she was in the uh, 2003, and she was just in the last one, 2019. Oh, really? Awesome. The 2015 quads as well. Oh, geez. Yeah. 19, 1997. I remember it well. The first year I laid eyes on Paula Sargent and she got away from me. If I wasn't 16 years of age, Paula, you would have been in trouble. I'll tell you, and you can put this up. Paula's son, Connor, is actually um, yeah, very a, good at motocross. He's, he's, he's actually, if he, if he actually wanted to, he's actually amazing. But he's just, I want to be a pilot. Um, I want, to go, I want to be like Richard. I, 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 I want to. I want to go to the R. He, Richard, he's like you. He's got, he wants to go to the R. A. But it's just like if if he played Palacross properly, he's he's very okay. Interesting that he's trying to go for the Royal Air Force. My advice to him would be: uh, it, when you're doing the aptitude test, don't cheat. Uh, they don't take kindly to that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I did. <laughs> How would you cheat? No, it's a long story. Cheers, Ryan. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers, Pips. Good to see you. Do the sorry, sorry about Richard. You can't get the WhatsApp pictures, Paula. <laughs> so we're talking about the World Cup. In, in 2011, we, we did get fourth. The, the skills have, the level of polo cross has gone way up. And you saw in 2019, the U.S. had their best team ever, even though it didn't show in the ranking as far as. Wait, now. Yeah, the last one. But the competition yeah, is... Yeah, but the whole, the whole of, like, it was a shock. Like, we had Ireland come out and then they whopped us. You know, they didn't, they came out to Zim and then we were like, played against them and then they beat us. And then we game seven. It was brilliant. Great day of my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you know what I mean? But like, I mean, everyone, when they've played some, at some point, they've taken that and they've got better and the whole world. I mean, and, and maybe people going from other countries to those countries have improved everywhere. The just I, sad thing is there's places like Zim, who's getting so small. We just don't have that influx of players. We don't have that intensity to play at that level ever. So we do have the players that could play at that level. We just don't have enough. Right. That, that's what happens here is you have to play internationally to get better in the U.S. You can't rely on just playing against your peers because you get sloppy. If you go to South Africa, not that I've been, well, I just, okay, I just went to what, I mean, there was Aussies and other people there, but you go to watch that. I went to that high goal and watching those men play there. I mean, it's scary. It's, it's actually was almost scarier than watching a World Cup, you know, like this. It's so physical and that intensity is hectic right. we, I don't think Zambia you don't have that do you? Right? No not at all I mean we're very limited in our, in our top end uh, in top end players look we've got a lot of youth coming through which is exciting that's um, good for you we, we just have me yeah. and Greg joking <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Youth coming through, you and Greg. No. Um, no I don't even want my kids to go motocross. I'm too scared to watch them ride. <laughs> go play William's golf not getting it. William's not <laughs> yeah, yeah, Will's got a set of golf clubs. That's what's happening. Just <laughs> tennis lessons this week. I'm like, no worry about the ponies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We were setting up a trip to Zimbabwe and it, it sort of got torpedoed. Are you? Well, we were. It was going to be in the beginning of August. Uh, a U.S. men's team. We were trying to put something together. Raul was putting something together. With who? Yeah, you, I'm sure we can still do it. I'm we'll not sure. fine by then. We'll be fine. So if you're still know. in lockdown. Well, yeah, kind of. <laughs> it's only my kids that won't go to school. That's the only problem at the moment. <laughs> Is it in Africa that you have low numbers or you just haven't tested? I think... No, Chief. Both. I, I think as as we, we, you know what? In Africa, it's a funny story. Oh, no. Sorry, so I was just malaria oh. has come up. There's been a lot of malaria recently, and a lot of um, what do you call it? Um, what, what does everyone get when they get COVID? Syphilis, pneumonia. Pneumonia. We've had a lot of that, but no COVID. <laughs> no. <laughs> The way it works in Africa, Ryan, I'll tell you. Uh, man of the world I am. You Been here 12 years. I'll tell you exactly how it is. I've got myself locked up. No, but you guys haven't locked down. We we got locked down right at the beginning. No, we didn't lock down. That's because we don't have corona. We beat it ages ago. Our president told <laughs> You've us. Got the, uh... <laughs> yeah, I know. You've got like triple the amount we do. No, we had cholera. We just got rid of that. <laughs> it's not that bad. You know what? Do you know what the worst thing is? We're in a funny place in Africa, and this is how it goes. If we were to lock down in Zambia, more people will probably die from hunger than they would from actually from Corona. So the cure is worse than the actual disease. So yeah, I think it's just, yeah, it is. Yeah. But uh, it hasn't, it hasn't affected us. But we literally have to wear like a mask. If you're in the car by yourself, you can get pulled over and fine 500 bucks by yourself. You get fine for anything in Zambia. Don't you just pay them off? It's really, yeah, we need to get back to, I reckon uh, you, you angled that you were going to Zimbabwe. Uh, but um, I'm a bit concerned you haven't even considered uh, Zambia, but the size involved. Yeah. So obviously it's going to be a Zimbabwe tour. He's shady. Yeah. But the thing yeah. is, you so, must just do what we did last time. And then some people travel towards your way or we do something or we just meet and cream on a houseboat and have fun. Like that. <laughs> I, I must say, I've been very jealous of Braxton. He's been hanging out with all the cool people over there. Braxton Hamlin. He hasn't been to them. Oh, he hasn't. Okay. But he's been on boats with elephants and on the shore. With and an elephant on a boat. Tiger, tiger <laughs> fish. And, Greg uh, and his fat day. Uh, <laughs> no, I heard about that tour. That was Damien Harris <laughs> taking Braxton to the river and they found a dead crocodile. Now Damien's hey, broke things and doesn't stop sleeping. Right, we can carry on and back now. Greg left. Did anyone notice? <laughs> so uh, because uh, Richard will probably fall asleep, we need to get this wrapped up. I had the first question, the first funny question, let's say. Sophie has to answer this for Greg and then Greg for Sophie. Here's the question. Ooh. Okay, Sophie. Okay, which of the big five African game would Greg be and why? Lion, <laughs> elephant, Rhino, leopard, and buffalo, water buffalo. So pick one of them and say why he would be. I okay, have to and, and the leopard, easy, waiting in the tree, just waiting to bring me. Just when I'm walking around, thinking like I'm just like nice. Oh, he has me just cruising around. Suddenly, what? <laughs> no one's gonna. No one's gonna listen to this podcast, man. <laughs> I think you delete it. No, yeah. keep going. Yeah, keep going, Greg. No, no, definitely not. Definitely not. Sneaky. 
Because, Ryan, you know leopards are nocturnal. Does she wake you up choking you? Does she wake you up choking you? That kind of nocturnal. Not yet. I feel like I've just walked in. I've just walked in on my parents having sex. That's what I feel like right now. I feel like I'm in that situation. Co-host Richard, do you have some questions that you've written down that you haven't asked? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All the preparation. It's going to pay off right now. We've actually managed to uh, we've actually managed to work our way through my questions. I've actually integrated them as a professional host through in this, this whole interview. But I, what I would want to say is, <laughs> Greg, as a senior player, how has your game changed? <laughs> you know what? I'm actually a veteran now. I can play veteran ladies. <laughs> oh. No, but it's actually okay. On a, on a truthful thing, the game changed. It actually, well, Ryan will appreciate this. The older you get, the better your horses get, and you have to. You can't get away with the, the crap that you used to. But okay, also when you're married, uh, you, the older you get and the better your horses get, the, the more horses your wife takes away from you. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Have you been pushed in a certain position because you're old and you have the, the wrangers of the horses? I, I, actually, truthfully, I always to play one and then I play three. Okay, and you're right. The last season I played a lot of two. And I actually loved it because Zim is maybe a bit smaller and stuff. These two, you know, you always used to hear, oh, the two is so important and that. And you used to think when you're young, it's like, no, it's not. <laughs> now, now we can get older. You go, it is actually, it is actually quite important. Not just because that's a position I can only make the team in, but um, uh, <laughs> it, is, it is actually truthful to. I think the two is honestly the hardest position ever. I don't when even know how anyone exactly. played it. When have you ever played two? So one, you just go and score a goal and be like set up. Yeah, don't get me started. It's so easy. All right, continue. Two. Three, you stop. Two, I mean, there's not really a rule for it, is there? I just don't get it. I can't do it. Don't know how people do it. I'll try. I'm actually, <laughs> wanna, I want to play two this season and conquer it. Nice. Maybe win a best two. That'd be fun. So does Greg get a better horse to play three on or no? No, well, I'm not allowed to have this horse anymore, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got, a, I've got another question. Cause I like, you know, as, as you know, we're, we're all part of uh, family around the world, doesn't matter where you are. One of the things I always think about is it's not <laughs> just because of my Polacross career it didn't probably pan out quite as well as maybe it should have done. However, <laughs> one of the things I always think about is like the memories of Polacross. Now, it doesn't have to be play related, but if you had to pick your best memory from Polacross, it doesn't have to be a game. <laughs> what would it be? Me? Red Richard. Oh, crikey. Okay, I've got, a, I've got a lot of memories from Polacross, but I reckon it was probably, it's probably my most mischievous moment. And that was probably be... Oh, that's weirdly. I was talking to Simon String about the other day. It was it was at Silver Lake? It was regionals. Rob Jenkinson and I want to clear this up now. Uh, <laughs> stole the sponsors flag uh, and um, <laughs> ended up wearing it as a nappy uh, the one night at a protocol party. Then we realised that we threw it into the middle of the field so it'd be found the next morning. We'd be put up back, back up the flagpole. However, I think it was Jacques Versfeld who then found it on the floor, picked it up, 
gave it back to us and said, I, I, I picked up this flag because I didn't want you Oaks to get in trouble. So here's your flag. So, no, so we left it there so they'd find it. So now there's a whole exec committee meeting going on. My mother at the time, I think, was either secretary or chairman. And um, <laughs> she was going nuts. Meanwhile, everybody knew that it was Rob and I that had stolen it. And uh, yeah, so then Simon Shearing managed to find us hiding behind the toilets while the exec committee were having the meeting. And he came out and said, no, I found the flag. And he went and gave it back. So I was, it was, you had to be there, I suppose. <laughs> it was a good time. And it was so those Rich, kind of things. That, yeah, you, we got so Rich, I, my, one of my favorite ones. I think you may have been in the car, but at Doncaster, across pitch, it was at a racetrack. Yeah. So they had yeah. like in the middle yeah. of the field. And then you played there, hey, Ryan? Yep. yep. And then they had that track around the edge. Yep. So Greg... You weren't allowed to go on the you track. You weren't allowed to go on the track. So Greg, Danny Duhigg, somebody else, myself, we first of all went around all the pins because we didn't have enough coronet boots and stole all the horses' coronet boots oh. on people's horses. They, yes, we did that. Okay, okay. Then, then yeah, go ahead. We drove around the, the track the next morning, Dave Brooks. Starts telling everybody off, chairman. Chairman, yes. Greg, Greg goes up to him and said, Look, Dave, I'm sorry it was me. And Greg had just bought the UK team second in the world. He goes, Greg, because you're owned up, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, <laughs> So Becky, when I was there in 01 at Doncaster, she put her girth on <laughs> oh, over the electric fence and tightened it up. <laughs> I, I was Doncaster, the stuff that used to happen. I remember you saying that now. I remember <laughs> there outside the party when people walked home and they were like, they're coming past the, the party and you're there by someone's pen with the electric fence. And you're like, hey, buddy, how are you going? You're going home and you shake their hand, but then you hold the electric fence. <laughs> you shake their hand. And <laughs> A hundred people. I, I wonder if I've had heart right now. That electric thing, so you know, them comes to play. I, I was in the under 20 ones, there was an open team and an under 21s team. So you know, they, they've all had grooves. So Brad Clark, ah, Junior. and he checks the rug, the horse blanket, does the, the straps underneath and does the same thing. <laughs> this horse is just rearing. So you don't know what I've done. The electric fence is stuck. <laughs> Thanks for spending the time talking about Polo Cross and your backgrounds. It's been a pleasure. It's been awesome catching up. So um, thank you guys. I appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us, Ryan. Oh, well, thanks very much from my side. I've really enjoyed it, to be honest with you. So you guys have a good night. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers everyone. Cheers. Bye. Thanks, Ryan. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode. These are truly some of the best people I know in the sport. I not only appreciate them for their insight from their experiences, but also for the many belly laughs I encountered. Cheers to them, and I really can't wait until we meet again. Here on Chugga Talk, we appreciate your feedback. Have you enjoyed the show? Do you have questions or comments? Please rate and review on Apple Podcasts. For a chance to be featured on the show, leave a voicemail by finding the Send Voicemail Sidebar button on PoloCrossMadeSimple.com. For more PoloCross coaching, go to PoloCrossMadeSimple.com. You'll find ebooks on how to become a great player and even on how to become a great coach. Find me on Facebook and Instagram. Until next time, have a good one.